This is Halloween. 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 Do 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 do. Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host Adrian here with the man who has not slept in 25 years. Yeah, you are. That is actually something I didn't plan on saying. I have another Ramon fact in front of me, but it's going to have to wait till next episode because I'm going to go with the spur of the moment one. Our series that we are starting today is titled this is halloween with an episode titled demonic our scripture today comes from psalm 27 verse 1 the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear the lord is the strength of my life of whom shall i be afraid Hmm. Delicious. Delicious indeed. You know, this, uh, I'm, I'm starting off this episode kind of like, I don't know. It's, I'm it's the love book. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, this is not according to plan. And we even started a little bit later so I could give myself a little strategy and whatnot. But you know what? It's okay. The best things in life happen that way. And so do the worst things. But, you know, it's up to, it's up to God whenever they turn out right. And it's up to me whenever they don't. So let's hope it's up to God. All right. So let's keep, let's get this podcast on the road. It's not often that we go completely against the title of the podcast. But today, like I said, it's a left foot kind of day. So hopefully we will stumble into greatness as we contradict the title. Because the title is Demonic. The series is about Halloween. And what I'm going to say is that Demonic, it is not. Halloween, as a matter of fact, is the opposite of demonic. I know a lot of people like to say, it's the devil's holiday. It has nothing to do with that. Shh. Shh. I say, Halloween or Hallow's Eve. Sounds like Halloween, right? And it should because that's where it came from. According to the Catholic source book, the Eve or vigil of all Hallow's, which is all saints on all Hallow's day, which is actually the day after all saints. Saints, um, let's see, what am I stumbling on? All Saints Day, sorry. Uh, the poor beg for food and promise to pray for the dead in return. They called the little cakes they received soul cakes, not the biggest stretch from today's trick-or-treat spoils. Masks and costumes, maybe these disguises will confuse the evil spirits. Candy has displaced the true soul cake, the donut the cake with the hole in the center, making a circle representing eternity. There are still cultures with people who visit a cemetery on all hollows, not for spooky reasons, but for the same reason others do on Memorial Day, except that they have picnics with the last flowers of the year. And now a lot of people um, may be thinking about Dia de los Muertos, where they see the, uh, the orange flowers, which are you know, the last flowers of the, of the year, I suppose, the last blooms, unless they're perennials. But 
but these uh, these particular flowers bloom around that time, and so that's why they're really popular in Mexico, right? Um, but yeah, that's from the Catholic source book, chapter six, page three hundred fifty-four. Once again, if you want to look it up, the Catholic source book, page three fifty-four, chapter six. It's a little section called Halloween. It's at the top of the page, and and yeah, you know, a lot of times we are too quick to give everything that rubs us the wrong way to the devil. And that's not what this podcast is about. You know, we're not about, oh, this thing, uh, some people have turned it into this, this or that. No, well, that's our fault. We need to take it back. We need to reclaim it and sanctify it in the name of Jesus. And that's, that's the first thing I wanted to, uh, wanted to talk about. Any thoughts, Ramon? Many thoughts, my friend. Many. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that many, but uh, I like the, the scripture that we have for this week. Uh, mm-hmm. That was written, well, Psalm, what, 27? Yes. Psalm 27. Verse um, 1. And please correct me if I'm wrong, but King David wrote that, correct? Say yes. Wrong. 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 Say it yes. was actually some guy named David. Uh, no, yes, of course, it was King David. All right, so so we so we believe, and so do smarter people than us believe. In other words, yes. Cool. So all that to say, this um, <laughs> David was pretty young when when uh, he fought Goliath, and before that, I don't remember hearing, well, pretty much anything about David. Um, David was a little shepherd, and he was pretty familiar with the dark valleys and the in the physical world. And he was actually a very religious uh, guy. Well, young kid, how old was he? He was a teenager, wasn't he? When he, he was, he was a, he was a little scrawny teen. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was a, he was a religious uh, young man. And what was really cool about David is that he knew that physically he wasn't the strongest guy out there, but he got all his strength from God. Uh, emotionally and he took the the struggles of being a shepherd in, in some pretty harsh terrains as uh, like his training grounds basically um, and it's crazy how you don't really hear about his struggles too much because it would have been pretty cool to to hear about the stories that that some of the anecdotes of the of the stuff that he encountered out out in the out in the wild mm-hmm. um, you know, like fighting off bears or, well, you know, whatever kind of crazy animals are out there, wolves or coyotes. Um, but it's crazy how we don't know much about him until God decides to put him in a, in a very uncomfortable situation. And not just him, but his whole kingdom and how, the, how Goliath is threatening them. They, they have this really huge imposing dude and nobody wants to go head up with him until David the most unassuming person uh, steps up and then he tells the king, this is why I am the best person to neutralize this threat. David was a really good reflection of how, how, uh, how God protects his flock, basically mm-hmm. how, how we, you know, sometimes we have to trust God and we think that prayer doesn't really change anything. And we, we talked about this in the previous episode, uh, quoting mother Teresa, you know, we, Prayer doesn't change things. Prayer changes us and we change things. 
I've spoke about the movie The Nun and how it's not really like the <laughs> best. Uh, it's like a very watered down version of of what Catholicism is, of what exorcism is. But there's a very I, I like I really like something about the movie. And it was towards the end when they're about to beat the devil. Um, when stuff gets really, really, really scary. And there's a novice there with one of the one of the most awesome uh, exorcists. And the exorcist uh, asks uh, the, the novice, she's like, hey, uh, we can go now if you want. And then she said, no, like, I'm, I'm actually ready to take my vows now. And it's crazy because, again, you know, this movie is not the epitome of what it's like to be a, 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 an excellent Catholic. But that right there is actually really, really uh, very Christ-like. When things are going south, that's when we're called to have the most faith. And I just thought it was awesome and I wanted to share that. <laughs> hey, you know that did one you time? Know that? <laughs> did you know that? You know that one time when you were talking about that movie, The Nun? They said how like how she how she was very Christ-like. You remember that? It's awesome, right? That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's actually a really good uh, piece of transition. I know, like some people may be listening, wondering, like, what the heck just happened? But no, like I, I see the thought process. I'm I'm a teacher, that's why I can I can see that. I can see where people's thoughts are going sometimes, um, and why they come about. It's because man like you, you talked about the darkness you have to you talked about being aware that there is darkness and and david was very much familiar with the darkness of the world with the terrain with his surroundings you know and so it's kind of an interesting thing uh that he didn't run away from that he rather used it to beat the enemy um and in that movie the nun that's filled with horrible theology it's like it's, it's yeah. bad theology it's like if someone yeah, if someone was in high school and they started meddling with a a few a few stories of, of of darkness you know that that are founded in in some sort of theology and they just ran with them without actually cross-referencing things to write their own story that's what it would be like um but at the end of the day like it does provide some some good you know in in the message you know it does it does talk about staying and fighting when things seem to be going bad and that's very catholic when you think about it because yep. What happens when the Nazis attack? The little nuns go in there and save busloads of children from being sent to concentration camps. You know, you see a lot of uh, a lot of religious people going into the dark places. You know, and yes, there are cowards. We see that. We've talked about that. We've lost over three thousand listeners because we've been talking real stuff about about the cowards in the faith. And like you said, Ramon, good. Because if you're not if you're not down with the truth, if you're not oh that sounded so lame, um, but if you're not one of those people that's gonna stay when things are ugly, then chances are you weren't really truly Catholic to begin with, you know. And if and if any of this stuff offends you, we're not doing this for money. <laughs> we spend money doing this podcast, you know. And so so we gotta we gotta be a little bit uh, have a little bit thicker skin, you know. So some people running away. It's not gonna. It's not gonna do much for us or to us, I should say. And that's the uh, that's the thing about this uh, this episode. 
You know, we don't run away from things just because they look scary. And a lot of people run away from, from this holiday, really, it is a holiday, where we take things that are of the world and many, many cultures glorify the death or the dead or they throw parties that have nothing to do with Christianity and then Christianity comes along and it takes those customs those traditions and it baptizes them into Christianity it doesn't run away from the practices it says how does Christ fit here you know and St. Paul has said in a scripture that I don't remember because I'm Catholic and I don't know chapter and verse um, but St. Paul says I have become all things so that at least some may come to know God I'm butchering the scripture, shoot me. Um, you know, and, and that's the thing about Halloween. You know, a lot of cultures celebrate the dead in some way, shape or form. We redeem it and we baptize it and we use it to lead others closer to God. You know, and that's the thing about Halloween. And how do we do that in today's culture? Well, what's the biggest thing about Halloween? Kids going out and trick-or-treating, something that here in Los Angeles, our beloved mayor has taken that away from us. You know, like they have prohibited that. And I'm not going to start talking too much politics. We did that in the last, uh, I don't even know if to call it a series or not, but the last couple of episodes um, that we spared Ramona from. The way that we can do that is, you know, if they, if they actually allow you to, uh, to go trick-or-treating with your kids, or if you're going to lead a group of kids trick-or-treating, do this exact practice that we just read about in the Catholic source book. Because back in the day when people would go out and collect uh, soul cakes or donuts, if you may, man, they should go back to that seriously. They would go back home and they would pray for the dead of the people that gave them candy. So do the same. You know, what, we did, uh, what we've done in years past here in my house is we'd go out and trick or treat and we'd come home and not only eat the candy, but we would pray for the people that gave us the candy. We would pray for all the people that have died in their families. And we, and we pray that, I mean, for our own dead. You know, and so it's a really good reminder. And it's a good way to, to kind of instill Catholic culture in our kids' hearts. You know, because anytime there's candy and there's a prayer involved, like kids get a good feeling about that. You know, and it's one of the things that I remember when I was when we were growing up in uh, in Mexico, um, we would go to the uh, the posadas, you know, the Christmas uh, reenactments of the of Mary and Joseph and the child Jesus being born. That that whole ordeal where there was no room for them in the end. And at the end, we would we would get candy, and I'd love it. I mean, we'd have to pray a rosary beforehand. And that's why the grandmas would pray at lightning speed. But but we got candy afterwards, and it was good. And, and it was fun to me. And it's something that I always remember. Um, yeah. You're talking about traditions. And that's really cool that, that you, you shared that thing with your kids. Uh, the collecting the candy and then saying a prayer. And that's, that's just awesome. Because you, you yourself are, are not, you know, you're, you're, what you're doing is not necessarily like the most original thing because that's what they used to do. You just not original at the all. tradition. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you're just following the tradition and that's so awesome. And you're just bringing it to light, which is really cool. Um, and then your everyday life. That's so awesome. I like that. I really like that. Um, uh, not too long ago. Not too long ago, I, I had a I had to work somewhere somewhere else where I don't usually work at, and since we're kind of talking about how we can bring 
light into the darkness. Yeah. And I don't know if I talked about this in the podcast, but I know I talked to you about it. That there's this uh, floor where there's a there's an evil presence there. Mm. It's like kind of exagger like an exaggeration too. Like it's almost cartoonish where like dude, that's the only floor that has like the rats running around. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous so I went there to help out and there's uh, two big huge rooms where they get housed at and it's really dark and it looks like a, I'm telling you it's almost cartoonish it's just how like ridiculous it is like they're like it was staged like Hollywood like to make it look scary but you walk in there and, and, and you can feel the evil presence there and then uh, some of the guys at our house there are pretty, uh, uh, they think they're pretty funny. And then they try to scare you and have you. And then uh, every time I go in there, it's not necessarily that I'm scared of them. I just pray just because I feel the evil presence. And I go in there, go about my day. And there was one that started talking about like how Satan is real and this and that. And, and then uh, I just go, He's like, what did you say? <laughs> I was like, bro, just stop, you fool. <laughs> I'll pray for you, too. <laughs> he started cussing me out, and then uh, I went around again. Um, I was working. I'm not just messing with these people. Mm -hmm. FYI. Like, I'm actually working. And then I walked past that, um, that row again, and then he starts cussing me out. And I realized, like, it's not time for joking around. And I just start praying in front of him. Not, like, quite, like, in front of him because he could spit on me and then throw stuff at me. <laughs> but, uh, like, kind of off, like, canted to the side. And, and I start praying. Not too loud because it's kind of a quiet place. I'm telling you, it, it's almost cartoonish, man. Almost like, like a Hollywood set. Like, like a movie set. It just, it's dark. It's cold, it looks scary, and the type of people that are in there, I guess they're scary. <laughs> but he's just, this, little, little, this little brown guy there just like praying like, very quietly. And then he just shuts his mouth because he was spitting all kinds of profanity. And then uh, I tell him, and the light is here to stay. That's what shut him up. And the light is here to stay. That's the kind of tradition I want to start with my, with my family. Like if I'm about to get married or have kids or whatever, I'm not necessarily saying I'm, I know nothing scares me, but those guys there don't scare me anymore. Not going to lie. Like the, when I first started working, you know, this job, I was a little nervous, but you get used to it. It's a pretty harsh and brutal environment. It can be especially yeah. that area it's rough but i'm a man of prayer and i'm not the light but i can bring the light because god allows me to bring him the light to this world to this working area sometimes when i'm not an idiot but the light is here to stay and i think that's the type of tradition that that is worth carrying for generations that's why i thought it was so cool like you know, with, with 
back in the day, they used to give him cakes and, you know, donuts, mm-hmm. whatever it was. And yeah, your kids don't quite get, get uh, cakes, but you get the goodies and then you go home and then you pray for them. Yeah, we do. I'm going to repeat myself. I think that's a tradition worth, uh, worth keeping around. And it's here to stay. But yeah, one, one quote that just kind of came to mind um, because, because it was a post not too long ago and because, um, and because of what you're saying, man, is that it's who you are, you know, that kind of had an effect there. Well, not really who you are, but who you work for, you know, and that's, that's what made him stop. And I'm pretty sure you've read or you've heard enough Jesse Romero stories who worked in the place where you're working at right now. Um, where he talks about the darkness, you know, where he talks about all the stuff that, uh, that he saw and the stuff that you're seeing right now, I guess. And, and he talks a lot about, about the demonic, you know, and we're, and we're going to definitely dive into that as we, uh, as we finish the series in a couple of weeks, but demonic Halloween is not, you know, and it shouldn't really, it shouldn't really scare you um, because you know who you're working for. And I, I like this. Uh, I like this quote by Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. It says, I am a sheepdog under the authority of the great shepherd, and this is as far as the minions of hell are going. Another one. I am a sheepdog under the authority of the great shepherd, and this is as far as the minions of hell are going, and the light is here to stay. So pray for us. We'll pray for you. Ferrum. Ferrum. Aquitur. Some people ask me, Adrian, why did you not get into singing professionally? That's a lie. No one, no one, has, no one ever asked that. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. 